welcome Paladins of Voltron, an unofficial net podcast about the Netflix original series Voltron Legendary Defender. I'm your host, Jeremy, and this is my other co-host, Jason. Hi, Jason. Hello. And with us this week, we have a special guest, and I'm swapped in the video. <laughs> ah, yeah. um, I'd like to welcome Daryl, one of my compatriots on transmissions. How you doing, Daryl? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Fantastic. All right, and before we get into this, uh, I'd like to remind you, if you want to leave feedback on our show, if you want to correct anything we say, uh, you can leave us a comment uh, or email feedback at povpodcast.com. Uh, get us on Twitter, POV underscore podcast, or contact us on Facebook at POV Podcast. So, um, Daryl, what what is your memories of Voltron as a child? Uh, I definitely watched the original series uh, in 82 it started and I was uh, I was very into that um, and uh, I was I was drawn to the toys mm -hmm. uh, more than anything um, that's been an ongoing thing for me but uh, but Couldn't yeah no definitely <laughs> no I, <laughs> I, I what are you gonna do um but yeah, no, I definitely uh, was uh, was a toy uh, kid, and um, and it stuck with me. I even I even really did have an affinity for uh, vehicle Voltron. I, I listened to the last show you did with uh, Charles, um, and uh, and I enjoyed vehicle Voltron. Um, but I don't recall watching the cartoon that he was in. So uh, it like must have been the the fact that I think I got the toy as a, as a gift and uh and i just enjoyed playing with vehicle voltron because it's um, 15 toys that make it's a giant robot. it's awesome but i did i you know i i knew that I, you guys were going to ask me about uh my my voltron knowledge so i i i did want to bring this guy out nice. this is my my matchbox diecast voltron right is that the one you brought to tfcon so i could touch yeah, I did. So that is, that is a handsome boy right there. Yeah, there you go. So he's he's pretty beautiful, pretty heavy, um, but uh, but yeah, he's uh, he's gorgeous. Little trips to the store action for Voltron. Yeah, definitely a good reason to check out the video version of this episode <laughs> this week. Yeah. So thank you, Daryl, bringing the bringing the awesome there. <laughs> you can count on me for that. Oh, Just yeah. some rando here. <laughs> All right, we are looking at season two, episode eight, "The Blade of Marmora," and I'm going to be mispronouncing that the entire episode. So just a warning. Um, this is directed by Steve N. Cheng On, and written by Mark Bimisterfer. And again, I apologize for both of those names and mispronouncing them. So uh, the team nears the coordinates that Ulas had given them, and they arrive at the base. And they see that it's near a star that's trapped between two black holes. Allura is suspicious of this being a trap, but Keith yells at everyone and is adamant that the, they go in. Uh, the base hails them uh, and tells them to identify themselves. And then they're told that only two of them can enter and they must come, come unarmed. There's only a short window to get to the base due to the conditions with the black holes. And... After that, the next window will be uh, two days from now. So Shiro decides to take Keith with him, which pisses off Lance, but he explains that Red Lion can handle the heat. 
and they need to leave Black Lion in the castle because of Zarkon's connection to the lion. On the trip over, Shiro asks if Keith is okay and tells him that he needs to control his temper if he's one day going to lead the team. Taken aback, Keith asks if Shiro is serious because he thought that when Shiro had mentioned it at the beginning of the season when they crash-landed that he was just delirious. But Shiro says that he has faith in what Keith can do if he's more disciplined. They land on what looks like an ordinary asteroid. Then a door opens and two Galra appear and take them to lead, to meet the leader of the Blade of Marmora, Colavan. Colavan says that Ula has tended to disobey orders and he was a fool for letting them know this location. Shiro defends Ula's motives and offers Voltron's assistance if they're still welcome. Colavan tells them that they were told to come unarmed and Keith and Shiro both start defending the fact that they brought the red lion, but uh, the Galra aren't uh, referring to that. A soldier attacks Keith and pulls out the blade he was carrying. They accuse Keith of sealing it, but he claims to have had it all his life. Shiro can't corroborate the statement, but Keith says that he's telling the truth. Keith is released and Shiro moves to go as they obviously aren't welcome. But Keith wants to know more about the knife and how it ended up on with him on Earth, and he's not leaving without it. Colavan says that the only way to get the knowledge is to pass the trials of Marmora, and if he does, the, sec- the secrets of the blade will be revealed. Shiro tries again to get him to leave, but Keith is determined to get the answers. The blade is returned, and Keith is sent on to the trials. The first level is a one-on-one fight with a member of the blade of, Mar- of, the blade of Marmora. Keith is losing the fight, and with his opponent's blade against his neck, he's offered the option to surrender and end the pain. He refuses, and the Galra releases him, points to the door, and says he's not meant to go through it. He does, and now faces two opponents. Same thing happens. He loses the fight, refuses to surrender, and is pointed to another door. The trials are repeated through many rooms, where the number of opponents is increased, and Chiro's worried because he knows that Keith will never give in. Back on the castle, the, king, the team is worried about how long this is taking. Allura wants to try to see what's going on, but the black holes are causing too much interference. Hunk, Hunk comes up with an idea that might work, and the team goes to, to try to, to work that out. At the Galra base, we see Face pulling some data from a terminal when he's summoned to see Hagar. Returning to the trials... Keith sees how the panels in the floor close after the Galra step off. He charges the Galra, tossing the knife into the panel, locking it open, and then dives through. He makes it into an empty hallway, but he's wounded and tired, and he nearly passes out. He wakes up to see Shiro, telling him how good he did, and um, Shiro tells him to give the knife over to the, the blade of Marmora. But then we also see Shiro watching this, and Colavon says that the suit is creating a virtual mindscape that will show him his biggest hopes and fears. Keith won't hand over the knife because it's the only connection he has to his family, and he needs to find out more. Fake Shiro demands that he gives over the knife again, but Keith refuses, and fake Shiro leaves. Keith runs after him and ends up in his home on Earth. He And then he sees his father and um, and hears something attacking outside. His father tells him to ignore it. However, Keith looks out a window to see a Galra ship attacking and sees the red line in the distance. Keith's father tells him that his mother will be there soon and she'll tell him everything he needs to know. 
but he's left with a decision. Stay and find out who he is, or leave and defend against Agara. He chooses to leave, and as he does, the Red Lion wakes up and the castle detects it. But they don't have another window for about five minutes. Back with um, the bad Galra, Hagar interrogates Dace, and he's seemingly successful at lying to her. And then um, back to the Blade of Mamora, the Red Lion is attacking the base, trying to get to Keith. Shiro escapes the Blade and gets to Keith, and they try to leave, but Culavan demands the Blade. Keith failed to awaken it, so it must stay. One of the Galra moved to attack Keith to take it by force, and Shiro jumps in front of him, defends with his arm. However, Keith stops him and offers the knife. As he does, he says that if giving up the knife is what it takes for them to work together, then he doesn't need it. That's all it takes for the blade, for the blade to start glowing. The room fills with light as the blade has awoken and turns into a large sword. Colvin said the only way that's possible is if he has Galra blood. As the castle's about to jump in, Shiro and Keith contact them and, and say that um, they're coming back and they're bringing a guest. They bring in Kolovar, and he says that he's heard from their spy that Zarkon is aware of their infiltration and the timetable has been moved up. They need to attack now. That is episode six. So another action-packed episode. Um I really like a lot of the backstory we're getting with Keith and it's pretty clear where they're going that he has Galra blood. His father's obviously human. His mother, I'm guessing is not. Um, any things you want to bring up here at the beginning? Well, I agree. Uh, another <laughs> good episode. Um, trying to think, think here real quick um yeah i mean <laughs> just the whole knowledge or death that whole thing um it's like something i want to say in just regular life now like oh well yeah you can do this thing but it's only gonna end in one of two ways knowledge or death so you know be careful how you cook that thing of baked beans mm-hmm. or something like that. um the when the red lion senses Keith is in trouble and just starts annihilating the base, it another example of just how powerful these lions are. Like yeah. it is, it it's it, well, it almost it you, it could have killed Keith. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and they're not just robots; they have some level of sentience to them. Right, um, you know the castle sitting there just waiting to try to get in there and try to help. And then just at the last second, the red line shoots back out. And, you know, that's when they bring a uh, Corvan to come meet Laura. And, you know, he genuflects in front of her, like showing that Zarkon isn't my ruler. I, you know, I recognize you as, you know, uh, the princess and that I want to help you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just, just on general thoughts there, really good episode. So, uh, go ahead, Daryl. What do you what, what would you like to say? Uh, there were a few things that I really enjoyed about this episode. Um, one at the start, uh, I mean, it's been a running thing for the entire series, but the way that that Pidge gets so excited about everything, you know, science and technology, I absolutely love it. Um, you know, everything could be falling apart, you know, around them, but something science or technology kind of deal. Uh, and, and, and she, she just is in love with it. Um, 
the humor in the episode um there's not a whole heck of a lot of it but at the beginning uh the the paladins don't seem to get uh they don't they don't understand the units of time yeah. that are are used and and that's uh that's another humorous part um uh one of the uh really good things and that's been building um was a really great discussion between Shiro and Keith mm-hmm. about the leadership of Voltron um, on the way to the Memora base. Um, and uh, it, uh, that was a really, really nice uh, uh, moment there. Um, the other part that kind of questioned me is that the Marmora seemed to be able to de- like to detect or sense that Keith had the blade. Right. Um because obviously he hadn't shown it yet, but they knew he had it. Um, so, yeah. So that I got was the an feeling that they thing. could detect, or they they could have some kind of psychic pre- um, connection to the blades. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably why, um, you know, later on in the episode, Keith was able to enter that uh, that vision so vividly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, um, I think that Keith earned a, a, a an incredible amount of respect from the Marmora by sticking with the uh, and going through the trials the way yeah. he, that he did. Um, as far as as long as he did, yeah. Um, I, I with your review, I, you said that he kept going from room to room. Um, I think he stayed in the same room. It just the it, no, he kept uh, going through the door. He never went through the door. I thought he did. Uh, what? He just they they just the the. I don't think he went through that door because he finally went to the uh, through the, the the hole that they came up with, right? They. I thought it was they, just a series of rooms that looked the same. Yeah, I think I think it was the same room, and they just they handily handily beat him, and they would uh, retreat back to their starting point. And and or leave, and they would, uh, and more of them would come. That's what I, I, I could see it either way. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Absolutely, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, I don't think you until the last time. I don't yeah. think he actually walks. You, we see him walk through a door. That's a really good yeah. point. This is yeah. a good point, a good place for people to send us feedback. Who's right? <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, the Galra, you know, they're they're starting to they've been detecting it for a little while, but they're really starting to push to see who, who their traitor is. They know there's a traitor. Um, they don't know who it is, but they're really starting to, to throw a lot of muscle and, 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 you know, and, 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 and work behind figuring out who it is. They don't know. We do, um, as an audience, we know who it is. Um, but, uh, they, they don't yet. And, uh, and at the right near the end, you get a little worried for, uh, for commander face that, uh, he might've been found out, but you, he's saved by the fact that, you know, they, they just want him to look, you know, keep his eyes open. Basically, you know, they inform him, we know there's a traitor they know there's a spy, um, you know, you're a trusted commander, keep your eyes peeled, um, and I think that that was a uh, a very mm-hmm. close break for him. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I touched on it earlier with uh, with Keith about about the uh, the 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 vision he had with the blade. Uh, that was very important for Keith as a character building point. Um, finds out a very important part of his lesson or or, or his uh, uh, of his uh, past, and uh, and that was huge for him. Um, and I think just the last bit uh, is is just like the 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 connection between uh Keith and the red line is is extremely strong mm-hmm. uh the that that the red line can can sense the uh the the trouble that Keith might be in and uh and and as Jason said just lay waste to that to that base and, and until uh until it, it feels that he's doing much better so uh yeah i i really enjoyed this this episode it was uh very much a a Keith character build, but uh, but yeah, you really didn't get the whole story, but you got a, a, enough to satiate the appetite of of what's a, a little bit of what's going on with Keith. Do you think sure. that he's met his mother in the past, or is do you think she's like never been in his life? Um, that's a good question. I think I think he he does know who his mother is. I think it's just something that something's been done either been done to him or uh there's some kind of tragic uh you know memory block that's that's happened that he can't remember i think his mother has galra blood i mean i don't know if she's would be 100 percent galra herself but i think yeah she is from galra stock right yeah um yeah that's a good question i think yeah, I, I wonder if maybe his mother wasn't there after, you know, he got to the age where he could actually remember stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that because he, you know, the father keeps saying in the in the vision, your mother will be here shortly. She can explain. It'll be sh-. Now, was that because that's how the vision was going or is it because uh, Keith doesn't really remember his mother? So therefore, it's hard for him to make that kind of connection in a memory like that. Um, I don't think it was a memory. I think it was more of a vision. Um, but Sorry. I think uh, I think it was leading towards the idea that his mother was on this ship that was absolutely leveling yeah. the 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 out, outside the window, okay. and you know she's coming, just wait. But if you wait, you may die. Gotcha. And yeah, you can't help anyone if you wait because then you're okay. right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Like, yeah. You know, if you die in the Matrix, you die in the real world. You can't. Yeah, your body can't survive without the mind. And in the psychic plane. Um, so here's an interesting, because we've been talking about how, um, you know, Keith has such a strong bond with the red line and they keep hinting at the idea that Shiro might not be around for forever. And therefore Keith would have to lead the team. Um, so what happens if Keith has to be in the black line? Is the red line going to be okay with that? <laughs> it seems like there could be, I think the there. lions would respect the other lions, mm-hmm. but it would just yeah. be to see if they turn that into like a storyline too. Yeah, I mean, like the, the bigger thing is who will the red line accept? Uh, true. Karan. <laughs> it's Karan. Right. Well, I mean, like yeah. we mentioned um, a couple episodes ago, um, Allura has ridden in the red lion now. Right. So Lance is the only one that seems like he's got the, the temper. Uh, that would match the the attitude 
yeah. of uh, of the red lion. But um, as he oh he hasn't put it yet, but as he says later in the season, him and Blue are perfectly happy together. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So, I think here. Um. So yeah, and then at the end, Keith, the sword kind of what he activates the sword is, I guess, is what they're saying, and it's much how Shiro came to the realization that it's about trust with the Black Lion. Mm-hmm. Keith came to the realization that okay, the knife is important to me. It's not as important as not defeating Zarkon right. or not helping my team and then when he goes to give up the knife then he has this big moment and then the knife actually reveals itself to him um <clears throat> and of course this is something that we'll see um you know for someone who hasn't seen the rest of the season they're probably wondering how given what Alora has said about the galra kind of gotta wonder how she's gonna yeah. receive i mean they've been hinting at this especially a couple episodes ago yeah you know her her views on the Galra are clear. She's a space racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I want to I want to point out one more thing about the uh, uh, Keith's vision. Um, during the the vision, when he's looking out the window, seeing the uh, the ship just leveling the the planet, there, um, you see him spot the red lion on a mountaintop. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that that's him connecting with the red lion you know, his lion out in the real world. I think that's actually him seeing the red lion in the past as part of this Galra invasion. Oh, wow. It's... Hmm. That's, that's my opinion of, of so you're the saying, vision. You're thinking that the vision is actually showing something that happened in the past. Yeah. That, he, that he's, that this event may be part of the traumatic, block that he's got and 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 the red lion was part of it because obviously black was was zarkon's and 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 red looks like it's another galra uh soldier of some kind um was part of the invasion that 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 destroyed his home world well i mean the inside of the the inside of the home was exactly like what the inside was when in episode one of season one Mm -hmm. Like the oh, maps yeah. on the wall and everything, it was the same. Mm-hmm. So, I would like to point. Wasn't it? Wasn't it the red lion that was on a Zar- on a Galra ship in the first episode that they had to retrieve? Because the black lion was still in the yeah, castle. Yeah, the red lion was the one that was on the ship. Yeah. So Daryl, yeah, you got a theory going here, my friend. You got something yeah. world's greatest detective going. <laughs> Not now just you, a pretty face. You just need to <laughs> which you would know if you were watching the video. Video plugs, woo! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like this. I like this because you know some stuff we're kind of talking around, but we've seen the end of the season. Obviously, this is something that could really turn into a really cool plot point mm-hmm. to have. You know, yeah. So seasons. if you think about it, if if Voltron was actually, you know, under Galra control at one point, you can right. see why uh, Zarkon would want it back. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's a very powerful, you know, tool for you know taking over the galaxy, whatever he's got planned. But why or how did it get, you know, rescued? I guess because obviously, you know, Red was still under their control, mm-hmm. 
but the others weren't. So what, what happened, you know, there's, will they tell that story? That would be an interesting story. Yep. You know, obviously something, something happened and, and I'd like to know what it was because whether or not my theory or my idea of what was going on in that vision is true. There was something obviously that happened because, you know, Zarkon had black and, and red was under their control um, because they had possession of it. So, um, what if something Keith is something descended happened. from the original Red Lion pilot? It's possible. That's cool. Yeah. There you go. So he he would he could be seeing a vision of something that happened to yeah. that pilot. Yeah, which it could be his mother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could, we could get because you know the Black Lion revealed Shiro his past. We could get each line revealing to each paladin. And then we get more building of the the lore of what happened, like you were getting to Daryl about what happened when the Voltron was split and stuff. So yeah, there's there's a lot there in mind. I think we just wrote season three. I think yeah, that's. <laughs> I think we. I mean, did. They have ten thousand years to play with. There's a lot of stories to tell. I think they're <laughs> going to need about eight or nine seasons, at least. Yeah, maybe ten, eleven. Yeah. <laughs> so dang. Getting deep in the theories here. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, any other comments or wild theories? Um, I think that they should make a much better diecast toy because <laughs> the one that's coming out is terrible. Oh. That's my theory. <laughs> uh, no, I'm done. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, no. Serious question though. What What do you think makes it terrible? Is it because it's downscaled, or you don't like those figures as they are? No, now? the 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 shape of them with diecast, you should be able to um to to get much closer to the uh to the design, like the 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 TV show design. The shoulders, the shoulders kill it for me. I can't deal with the shoulders. They're they're like they're too low on the body, so okay. the head's way up here. The shoulders are way down here. You don't he's think got that could be just arms. um marketing person not knowing how to transform it right? And the shoulders don't move though, I mm. think. Uh, I don't know. I, I doubt it. Uh I think it's it's just it's it's because the, the, the plastic one is is not the greatest, but it's uh, it's still better than the, the die cast. And I had a lot of hope for the die cast one. Yeah. Um well, but, like I, uh, I want to yeah. wait and see some video reviews. Yeah. Yeah. But uh but no, I'm always a toy guy, so I'm gonna keep my eyes open for something. Cause this is, if this is going to be around for a couple of years. You know, this isn't the first one they're going to do for the oh, last. Yeah. The, whatever they decide to, if they do a second round of this kind of stuff, there's going to be some good stuff coming out. Yeah. Good Voltrons. So yeah, that's, that's, that's another plus of the fact that we're looking at six seasons. That, that oh, yeah. now the math for me on how many seasons are. Yeah. So I mean, as long as playmates can keep up with the toys. Well, I mean, like we've ever heard of a toy company not keeping shelves stocked recently. That doesn't happen. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, life of toy collectors. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, um, you know, if no one else has anything else, um, Daryl, how can people contact you on the internet? Um, well, I am on Twitter quite a bit. And uh, my Twitter handle is Cybertron Beast. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly just, uh, going to talk transformers at you, but I'll talk basically anything. Um, Hockey, yeah. And you can find me there. Maple syrup, hockey, maple syrup, poutine, 
all things Canadian. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you can also, uh, I, I have a YouTube channel that, uh, that I haven't done anything with, with two years for two years, but, uh, you can take a look at the old YouTube videos, the old two YouTube reviews I did. There's 200 videos on there. It should, uh, it should be something in there you probably got or, or wanted. Um, so yeah, I used to do that. And I do this podcast with, uh, with Jeremy and uh, a couple brandos um, <laughs> called transmissions and uh, it's it's fun i i enjoy it they keep me feeling young so especially yeah. with charles who's 60 <laughs> <laughs> and it's now twice weekly yeah exactly yeah. yep <laughs> uh all right cool well um I guess that will be it. Uh, again, you can find Jason on Twitter, Jason S. Kirk. You can find me, yakko.org. That's Y-K-K-0, D-O-T-O-R-G. And um, yeah, just leave us feedback. Feedback at povpodcast.com or pov underscore podcast on Twitter or Facebook, POV Podcast. And thanks again, Daryl, for coming on. No problem, guys. And, thanks for having me. This was fun. Yeah, yeah it was great. Um, I want to mention this is like my my daughter's who's seven. This is like her favorite cartoon. So that's awesome. The the fact that we power through these episodes every time they come out is a real downer for her. So <laughs> we got to watch them again. You should just force her to watch one a week, but then you'll oh, never finish. I, it would never. It would never go over well. No. Kids these days have no concept of the Saturday morning cartoons anymore, and that's sad. No. No. <laughs> get off jeremy's lawn <laughs> all right well uh i guess that is it see you guys next time bye bye later, later.